Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And And this this is is DBT and Me. Hey guys! Hello! Glad to have you guys here today. Um, Last week we ended our episode with saying that this week we're going to be talking about myths about emotions. So that is what we are here to focus on today. Yeah. And in case you missed it from last week or just in case you need a refresher because it was a week ago, um, (laughs) what we're talking about here with emotion myths are basically these messages that we get about emotions that are not true. These may be things that our families taught us in either really obvious or really subtle ways as we were growing up. Or our religions, or our communities, or Mm -hmm. our just society in general. If you look at different nations and, like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, there's different opinions about emotions. There's all sorts of places we get these ideas. No, that's a really good point. We do. We We get messages about emotions from everywhere. And DBT calls them myths because what we're gonna read today, none of these are actually True! (laughs) Um, and we're going to be debunking them as we go along, or DBT puts it challenging. I I like that better. Debunking? No, I like challenging. challenging. Okay, let's go with it. I don't know why. Debunking sounds harsh in a weird way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe the scientist would be wants to be able to, like, hand someone some sort of scientific evidence that it's false. Like, look, I recorded it. Right. Yeah, no, it does. It it actually does sound quite serious, now that I think about it. So we're going to challenge these myths. We're going to come up with other ways to think about them. And we're going to go through... 20 today so we're gonna be moving on the fly on the fly yeah i have no idea what kate's gonna say to challenge each myth she has no idea what i'm gonna say oh i thought you were gonna say i don't have any idea what i'm gonna say which is also accurate at this exact moment we don't really either (laughs) we're just gonna come up with them as we go along so we're gonna go through 20 of these today and then it's important to mention because 20 is a lot and we're likely going to go through them at a fairly good clip. <laughs> um, this is something that we will be posting to the Facebook group mm-hmm. later so that you can actually go back and read them mm-hmm. if you're like me and you're more of a visual person and if that helps you retain the information better. So, yeah, remember, you can always, I mean, I think we'll probably cover this a bit later, but you can Mm -hmm. always come up with your own, right? You're probably aware that there's a way that you think about emotions that maybe does not reflect reality so well. Sure, yeah, I mean, this list is definitely not exhaustive. Exhaustive. (laughs) There may be some on this list that really fit for you. There are likely going to be some on this list that don't fit for you at all. So it really is about picking and choosing what fits for you and making it personal. And then, yeah, as you were just mentioning, Kate, you know, thinking about if there are other myths that you've been holding on to about emotions that aren't on here at all, because that is certainly a strong possibility. So I'm going to start us off with the first one. And the first one says, there is a right way to feel in every situation. And I'm going to challenge this one by saying that, I don't know, I don't think there ever really is a right way to feel because we're all unique people. So it's not like we're all expected to feel 
sad in the same situation or all expected to feel angry in the same situation or to the same degree. Like, we're all unique, so there can't be a right way. My first thought was almost exactly the same with opposite wording. Yeah. It was, there's no such thing as a wrong way to feel. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a right, there's a wrong. And I don't think yeah. there's, I think, so like, like, concisely, just there's no such thing as a wrong way to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you actually brought up, I mean, it's sort of sideways to this, but, like, their, like, expectations. Maybe you are expected to feel a way, but expectations don't have to guide reality. Yeah. Like, whatever other people expect of you doesn't mean mm-hmm. that's what your truth is. So, yeah, and similar, I think, ideas. There's no right way or wrong way yeah. to, to feel, <laughs> apparently. I think that's our summary for that one. Yeah. All right, second one is... Letting others know that I am feeling bad is a weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I think that it's a strength. Like, letting someone know that you're feeling bad inherently means being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And being vulnerable is scary. Yeah. So I would say rather, I would say the almost exact opposite is true, right? Letting people know when I'm feeling bad is a sign of strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really tempted to basically say what you said verbatim. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. And so, yeah, I would say that letting others know that I'm feeling bad is a courageous thing yeah. to do. It takes, it takes a lot of guts, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it. It's, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to do, and therefore by doing it, it automatically means you're not weak. Yep. That's what I would say. Nice. Yeah. The next one is negative feelings are bad and destructive. (laughs) Maybe you catch this right off the bat because Kate and I talked about it recently, but we believe there's no such thing as a negative feeling. Um, So a lot of people would say that anger is a negative feeling or sadness is a negative feeling. Anxiety. Yeah, exactly. That those are bad. Um, Nope. So first of all, there's no such thing as a negative feeling. And also, just because... I also want to glom onto the word destructive here. Right. Like, just because you may feel bad inside or have a feeling that feels really uncomfortable, it doesn't mean that you're therefore going to be destructive with that feeling that yeah, you're my, having. My first thought was, I mean, so I, I knew I knew I could count on you to get on the negative, negative thing. Yeah. But even if we just grudgingly assume their wording, um, mm-hmm. feelings aren't destructive, actions are. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's sort of what I would say as a challenge to that. Like, no, yeah. neg- you can't see my giant air quotes around negative, <laughs> negative emotional or negative feelings. Uh, well, they're not bad is such a weird term anyway. Yeah, I know. They're bad? Like, uh-huh. naughty? What are the naughty, naughty emotions? Yeah. I don't know. I think just that you're not supposed yes. to have them, yeah. right? Yeah, that's where no, I'm No, they idea. serve a purpose, and and actions are destructive, not mm-hmm. feelings. Yep. The other thing that we forgot to mention in the beginning, but I'll say it before we get any further, we didn't write these. In oh, case you guys the are wondering, myths. We yeah. didn't come up with these. ZBT came up with we these. We are so. reading a worksheet. Yep, we're reading from a worksheet right here. Um, these, so these some of them sound very sinister. Similar. There we go. Not yeah. synonyms, yep. but they're similar. Totally. Um, so I think you have the next one. Oh. Kate. Did I? Okay. I remember who. I got out of order. It's You're okay. right. It's true. All right. So being emotional means being out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think maybe we can all think of someone that we've known in our lives that could tempt us to make that uh, analogy. Think that, that is true. <laughs> yeah. But no, right? There are mm-hmm. so many ways to to feel and to express emotions that are perfect 
technically controlled or deliberate. I don't know. Like, controlled sounds like a weird, like, I'm going to cage my emotion and put it in a thing. But mm-hmm. just like, no, it's, it's that it's natural and I guess controlled, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, if you can think, I mean, think back, even if you have that example of someone who you can tempt you to think that emotional means out of control, now think about all of the times that you've had an emotion that you haven't done anything out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's what I picked up on there with that one is that idea of being out of control is very subjective, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there is an objective way to measure being out of control. So others in your life may have had times of thinking that you are being out of control or telling you that even, and yet, you know, that's not what, your does, experience. what does that really mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe you didn't feel out of control, yeah. but they thought you were. And in some families, any type of emotional expression oh, yeah. is considered out of control when really it may actually be quite healthy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you're flying off the handlebar and going to do something horrible or irrational. Yeah. It just means you're expressing your emotion, but not that you're out of control with it. Well, and even with that, I guess what I, another thought really before we move on just briefly is just that even if you have had times mm-hmm. where being emotional led you to feeling and or acting out of control, that doesn't mean it is a necessary relationship, mm. right? That it is a thing that can occur. Yeah. But lots of things can occur, and it doesn't mean they will, yeah. right? So even if you personally have had that experience, it doesn't, it's not a reason to be afraid of all emotional expression, because there is a big range. Kate's stretching her arms out as far as she can. A big range of emotional expression, right? Yeah. And out of control lives at one very tiny end. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of other ways to do it. So. Yeah, Totally. The next one says, some emotions are stupid. And I would challenge that by maybe saying some emotions are confusing or hard to understand because we may have a hard time pinpointing why we're feeling what we're feeling at any particular moment. And when we can't figure it out, it can be easy to just think, oh, I'm being stupid or what I'm feeling is stupid. But no, it just... I would replace the word stupid with, like, some emotions are just confusing or hard to understand. I, so, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but my very first thought is, all emotions are stupid. <laughs> but, like, but literally, as in they are unintelligent. It's not a... Yeah. <laughs> they don't have an IQ. Like, there's mm-hmm. no... They're not sitting out solving puzzles. Like, it's not, it's not a matter of stupid, not stupid. Yeah. Like, it's just I missing like the question entirely. It. So, yeah. yes. All emotions are stupid, but not like... It doesn't mean you're uh, They shouldn't be. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're stupid. Right. It doesn't mean they shouldn't exist. It mm-hmm. just means it's a different axis, right? If you think about wise mind from way long ago, mm-hmm. um, we have the reasonable mind and the emotional mind, right? They mm-hmm. separate out that sort of reasoning quality and the emotional mm-hmm. feeling qualities of ourself. And so... I don't know, maybe the answer, the challenge is, yeah, and? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you've talked about a few times. Emotions live in the limbic system, yep. and then our rational thought lives yep. in the prefrontal cortex of our brain. So, yeah, our emotions don't come yeah. from the rational Yeah, it's not so, they're stupid, brain. but that's not the insult you think it is. Yeah. Myth. Nice. <laughs> all right, is it me next? Yep, you're next. Oh, my lord. All right, all painful emotions are a result of a bad situation. That's... Bad attitude. Oh, yeah, that makes much more sense. What was I reading? <laughs> I was like, well, that might almost be true. No, okay, so all painful emotions are a result of a bad attitude. Oh, my Lord, that's 
That's so wrong. I have a hard time even thinking about it. Do you have an immediate response? <sighs> I mean, I think I just come from that... Because some people hold this belief that no matter what happens to uh, you, you know, going. you can always just more always or less like put on a happy on smile. And yeah, 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 that idea that so if you're having a hard time looking at the bright side of a situation, it means you're having a bad attitude. And I would actually argue that it means that you're actually honoring your emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can push the sadness aside. You can push the fear aside or whatever it is. You can just shove that aside and be like, I'm going to be happy about this no matter what. What? Mm-hmm. Like, you can do that, and I can almost guarantee the emotions are going to creep back up on you <laughs> at some point. So I don't think all painful emotions are a result of a bad attitude. I think, you know, we just feel painful emotions as part of life, and we can, just because we're allowing ourselves to feel them doesn't mean we're having, having a bad, bad attitude. attitude. I like that a lot. Also, I have no idea if this covers us, but I did just sing a little bit of a song from The Life of Brian by... Monty Python. I'm not taking ownership of it. There you go. I don't have any idea how those laws work. So we're just covering our bases. No, but I'm I'm totally with what Michelle said. Like, at it, you certainly people can have a bad attitude about things. But oddly enough, in my personal experience, I have rarely seen bad attitudes paired with painful emotions. Mm -hmm. Like, I see bad attitude as more, and we'll talk about this at other times. But like willfulness, right? Like maybe being pissy right mm-hmm. like like not like not like good things are happening yes. and they're choosing to not appreciate yeah, it or something yeah much yeah. more than that rather than just oh i'm hurting or i'm sad or i'm angry mm-hmm. being about a bad attitude so that's yeah. my thought yep um this one says if others don't approve of my feelings i obviously shouldn't feel the way <laughs> i do kate's favorite word right should yes. shouldn't um so yeah i mean Everyone's going to have their own emotional reactions to things. And just because someone isn't understanding why you're feeling what you're feeling or if they're telling you that you're not supposed to feel that way or whatever it is, that's their stuff, not your stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you can feel however you want to feel about a situation and it's not for others to decide whether it's okay or not okay to have the emotions that you have about it. What is that saying? How people feel about you is none of your business. Yeah. Or something like that. Yep. I Kinda love that, like that saying. Yeah, you like that yep. a lot. That made me think of that. Though I just love the difference in us. Your first response is so considered and so lovely. <laughs> and my first response to that was, fuck them. If others don't approve of my feelings, fuck them. Um, yep. that's, that's how I would in that sentence first. Right? I mean, there, there are some situations in which you like it or not, have to care about how other people are judging you, work, mm-hmm. whatever. But for the most part, I do think that it is a case, sort of as Michelle was saying, that it's not for them to approve or disapprove. Yeah. Right? We are all unique, as we've said uh, you know, here several times. We're going to have different responses. And someone may be disapproving for very selfish reasons. They don't want you to be angry because you're angry with them, mm-hmm. and they don't want to handle that, or they don't think you, quote-unquote, should be sad because then yeah. they don't want to feel guilt. Right? Like, So there's a lot of reasons that people mm-hmm. might disapprove of your feelings that have nothing to do with the appropriateness or inappropriateness of your feelings. Yeah, nothing to do with you. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, that tags on nicely. To it really does. Yeah. Other people are the best judges of how I am feeling. Um, <laughs> so, uh, without you telling them, no, no one has a right to tell you how you feel. That's my, that's my challenge. That No one has a right to tell you how you should feel. 
hence the first one. And no one has a right to tell you how you are feeling. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, I'm a therapist and I think sometimes there's this idea of therapists sitting back and, you know, being all like, I know you better than you do and I know what's good for you and stuff like that. And I have always really pushed back against that idea. I think that anybody that comes into my office, they are the resident expert on them. Yep. Right? You are the resident expert on you. So no, no one else. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Well, I've lost the, the best judge. Judge badge of how you are feeling. You are it. You are the one living in the body that is making the chemicals and having the feelings. You are the best judge. Yep. And I would say something very similar, which is that, you know, there's no way, even if it's somebody who knows you really well, a really close friend, a partner, a parent, whoever it is, someone who knows you really well, they still are not living in your body. Like, only you are living in your body. So if they want to judge how you're feeling or try to make a call about how they think, you know, again, kind of like the other one, how they think you're supposed to feel, they can't be the best judge of that because there's so much about you and your inner world that and they no just one else can't can know. Access, yeah, no yeah. one else knows except for you. So... They at have best, maybe a lot of information, but they definitely don't have everything. At best, people might be able to make through. a suggestion. Like, yeah. a, hey, you seem to be feeling this way, or mm-hmm. you're being really snippy today. Have you noticed? Like, are you upset? Right? They can right. ask questions or make inquiries, but no one gets to judge it. Yep. Agreed. Um, this one says, painful emotions are not important and should be ignored. Mm. Anytime there's a should, right? (laughs) Yep, I'm I'm like a shark on the scent. Yeah, and I would really say that DBT in general, and both Kate and I personally would really argue against this one. Yes. Because what we're doing in the DBT curriculum is figuring out how to acknowledge what the feelings are and to then make a decision about what to do with them, not to ignore them. (laughs) It's like the last thing to do. Um, We want it to be that you're able to notice your feelings. So I would say painful emotions are very important and should be noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, painful I'm keeping emotions, the should in there, but... Well, actually, uh, you know, it, yeah, they need to be they need to noticed. Be. Yeah. There are a lot of... I mean, I think we've talked about this in a couple of the other the um, the other emotion episodes in the last couple of weeks, but they're big... They're warning signs. There are red flags. They, mm. are, they are messages, and we can choose what we do once we get the memo, but we absolutely need to read the memo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that they have, uh, how does it say, they're not well, important? Well, yeah, I, I so, always yeah, think I would say like, painful emotions are instructive. It's like getting, <laughs> with that idea of ignoring it, it's, yeah. it's like if you get a late notice in the mail for a bill. Yeah. And if you're just all like, eh, just send that to the side, I'm not going to open that. It's like, oh, uh, uh, well, that probably shouldn't be ignored. Yeah, like, there's going to be some consequences if you keep ignoring that. Right. Or if you think, like, physical pain. Yes. I am in excruciating pain every time I step on this ankle, but nah, I'm not going to do anything about no, it. No, I just shouldn't ignore it. It's going to get you in trouble. Yep. All right, we're halfway there. This is number 10 here that Kate's about to read. I'm so glad you pointed out that I'm about to read it. <laughs> Extreme emotions get you... All right, I can't read sideways. Turning the paper. Turn just the paper. doing it. All right. Extreme emotions get you a lot further than trying to regulate your emotions. Ooh, this goes directly to something we said last week with the uh, people reinforcing... Your mm. emotional mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, let's see. They get a lot further than trying to regulate your emotions. Mm-hmm. That, oh, that is not true in any healthy environment. That, I know I'm, I'm hedging it a little bit. Um, because I know there are, you know, abusive places and or, you know, toxic environments where extreme emotions further 
your momentary goals more than regulating your emotion. What I will say is that long-term, and if you are striving to be healthier, then regulating your emotions is pretty much always the healthier bet, and it's going to get you further towards your long-term goals, mm-hmm. even if it's not getting you closer to your immediate goal. Yeah, I think it's important to point out here, similar to the last one we went and talked about emotions being ignored, regulating your emotions is very different than ignoring them yes. or not doing anything about them. So, yes, there are times where you may be feeling an emotion really, really strongly and expressing that emotion, you know, is maybe important to let it out in some way and not just keep it inside, but you can express that emotion in a way that's not going to hurt yourself, other people, property, not end a relationship by saying something so hurtful. Like, you can still express the emotion while also regulating it even if it's an extreme emotion so regulating doesn't mean oh i'm just not going to do anything with this emotion i guess it does say extreme emotion not an extreme expression i was thinking like Mm -hmm. extremely expression because like you know if you scream at your partner to do something i was kind of they might be more likely to do it right then you're probably not furthering your long-term relationship goals in that moment right so that's why i think sometimes it's important to look at momentary versus yes long-term i would definitely agree with you there And this one says, creativity requires intense, often out-of-control emotions. So I will say something here in case people know about this. I think Kay and I both do as therapists. But lots of great musicians, artists throughout the years, in retrospect, have pretty much been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. Because when a person experiences a manic episode... That can be one of the things that comes along with it is this burst of creativity and you don't need to sleep and you have all these Mm -hmm. wild ideas and sometimes that's when artists and musicians arguably created some of their best work. So I think that's why DBT put this on there Mm -hmm. as a myth in case people are like, huh, I don't know what that's about. Because (laughs) some people who are more creative or artists in some way do feel this way that you can only create good art when you're letting your emotions really take over and you're very strongly in emotion mind and they might feel almost out of control and I would say that certainly our emotions can drive the creative process and take the lead in a way like much more than our reasonable mind Mm -hmm. might and at the same time that the emotions don't have to be out of control for that to happen um you can feel them really strongly but i don't know i view it as there's a difference between like feeling something strongly and then letting it be out of control to where it's driving you rather than you driving it well i would almost say i'm right there with you but i i would i would say i don't know that necessarily if you are in the process of creating Mm -hmm. you are not in the throes of an out of control emotion yeah you're That's not, probably because you're not capable of writing a thing, painting a stuff, sculpting a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's all uh, so many other ways of creating. Cooking a thing, right? You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't do it if you are literally out of control emotionally. Yeah. Right? You're not going to be doing something if you are curled up in the fetal position, racking with sobs. Right? <laughs> like, you're not going to, like, there's so many different yeah. things. So, I would say that that is its own, uh, I don't know, contradiction, in a sense, because... Mm-hmm. Creativity cannot require out-of-control emotions because you can't 
exercise you creativity can't actually under, make a thing. Yeah, under <laughs> the influence of out-of-control emotions. Yeah. That's kind of my thought. Yep. Um, oh, <laughs> drama is cool. That's the myth. Drama this is one cool. always kind of I know, know. This I know. a laugh out of us it in our does. group participants. I'm like, drama it's funny is how awful. DBT phrases it. I know. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it is aimed more at the yeah. younger. Here's audience. like okay, if you're okay if I take this one Please. first. Yes. I know it's technically yours. So here's the thing. I will admit it. I'm one of those people who watches a lot of <laughs> trashy reality TV. A lot of trashy reality TV. I watch the Real Housewives shows. I watch Teen Mom. Oh my Lord. I watch, I think Kate's learning things about me. <laughs> it's going to change our friendship. Um, I watch a lot of reality TV. And my husband sometimes gives me a hard time about it because he's like, you actually like, like this drama. And that's literally all the shows are. Yeah. The shows are just drama. I know, From it's so funny. I always fast forward, like, competition shows through the drama. <laughs> I'm like, just get to the thing you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't necessarily agree with DBT's phrasing of drama is cool, because I don't think anyone would say that, but can drama be fascinating? I yes. think that's maybe what DBT is trying to challenge uh, here, is that right, idea that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drama is this Makes you more interesting if you're embroiled in drama. Right. Okay. Like, drama is exciting. You could replace that with so many other yeah. words. Um, and I would say for that one, it's one of those things where drama is distracting. That's what I would say. Drama, like, the reason why I exhausting. watch those shows, yeah, <laughs> is because it takes me out of my yeah. own life. I'm focusing on their drama rather than my own. Is that necessarily healthy no i will own it it's not the healthiest thing in the world um but drama is distracting that doesn't make it something that we you know want w- to be embroiled in yeah exactly being in the drama is anything but cool yeah. as dbt puts it so i am gonna leave yours okay <laughs> i don't i can't say anything better than that yeah because it, it is mm-hmm. it is distracting it is interesting from the outside more than it is from the inside yeah I think drama may be one of those things that is much more entertaining to get um, to watch mm-hmm. than to live. Yeah. And looking at what draws you to it, I think, can be And you're right. Very distracting. Too. It mm-hmm. just, like, keeps, things, keeps you out of your deeper inside, uh, I don't know, intuition. Yeah. Totally. And this one says, it is inauthentic to try to change my emotions. Oh, so this, this is, is one of my favorites on here big always. Big thing we're going to be getting into as we continue on with the emotion regulation skills, um, which we're really going to start teaching you guys next week. We've just, this has all been precursors to <laughs> what are emotions and what do we believe about them and all of that. But you'll really see that it's not really ever, at least with DBT, it's not ever about trying to change your emotion it's all about trying to change what you do with it. So, for example, if when you feel pissed off, what you do is go punch a wall, well, it's not about necessarily saying, hey, you never get to feel pissed off ever again. Mm. But, like, hey, the next time you're that angry, what can you do instead? So, it's not in a, I don't know. See, it's no, not just, about trying to change your emotions. That's all I really have to say. Uh, see, like, no, I think it's a little bit different. Because I do think most of the time it's about how you're feeling in the moment and and being authentic while not being destructive to yourself or mm-hmm. others. But I do think there is some space in some of the DBT skills about like moving past it. Like choosing once, a different experience yeah, once, once you've felt it. Once you've felt it, yeah. yeah. If you're like, all right, I've, I've processed, I've had the good cry, mm-hmm. I've made the decision about how I want to move forward, 
I could stop feeling this upset any second now, body. That'd be great. You know, yeah. like, and so I think sometimes it's about shifting an emotional experience, but only after you've done it. Yeah. Like, do the emotion in the healthy way first before trying to move in. And I don't think that's inauthentic because if you're in the moment where you're like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to feel something different, that's your authentic experience. Right. It's not inauthentic to be ready to move out of an experience that you're ready to move out of. Yeah. That, like, that, that's the definition of authenticity. Like deciding to stay mired in it, even mm-hmm. though you're ready to move on, that would be inauthentic. Mm-hmm. So give give the emotion its space, its due, its healthy response. And if it's hanging around longer, then you're ready, you know, mm-hmm. then it's okay to move through it and have that still be authentic yeah. to yourself. Yeah, because it's coming from you. It's yeah. not coming Yay. from like, oh, society tells me there you go. I'm not supposed to feel, feel this, this way, way anymore. So I'm just going to change it. It's not coming from that place at all. So, I like yeah, it. I really like what you have to say there. And this one's yours. Okay. Emotional truth is what counts, not factual truth. Ooh, a battle between emotional mind and reasonable mind. Going at it. Also, as you recall from, all right, now I'm going to do math two episodes ago. uh, Feelings aren't facts. Mm -hmm. I hate that idea. So, um, emotional truth counts as well as factual truth. Mm -hmm. That would be my one sentence challenge to that. Emotional truth and factual truth both need to be given their appropriate That was pretty much going to be my challenge, too. Like, they both count, and they're both important. Mm -hmm. And when we do consider both, that's when we're in our wise mind. When we're only considering one or the other, we're going to be We're out of balance. Ah. Yeah. Jinx. Ah. (laughs) So they they both count, um, and they're both important. Yeah. It's really that simple. Next one is people should do whatever they feel like doing. Oh, this one is hard for me to <laughs> This one's hard for me because I can very much be the type of person who I think I shared this when we were talking about wise mind. Sometimes mm. I neglect oh. what I feel like doing and yep. I just am so busy doing what I'm supposed to, to be, be doing. doing. So um the people should do whatever they feel like doing on the one hand I'm like, "Oh, that sounds so Tempting, and and yet it's one of those things where it's like that really comes down to a balance of yes, it's important to notice what you feel like doing, and also if what you feel like doing is going to have really bad long term consequences or, or hurt yourself or another person, or, <laughs> yeah, then that's not something that should ideally be done, even if it's what you are feeling like doing, you don't have to listen to that. What you feel. To what you feel, yeah. I love how different you and I are, because your first response to that was like, oh, that sounds so nice. And my first response to that sentence was, oh, they could make a horror movie out of that world. <laughs> like, <laughs> like people with no filters. Yeah, just yeah. doing whatever they felt like doing all the time. Ah, yeah. That's like the purge. Like, that's, sorry, there's another. You can see my, my movie tastes. Um, <laughs> so, um, let's see. It's just people should do whatever they feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Um no. Uh, <laughs> um, taking into account what you feel like... I mean, same thing as Michelle, really. Taking into account what you feel like doing is good. Get around to it if it's, you know, moral and legal and 
<laughs> not going to hurt yourself or others. Yeah. Because um, I don't know about you. Maybe I'm just outing myself again like, like I like to do. But sometimes the thing I feel like doing doesn't meet those criteria. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have impulses. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't hit the person over the chair, head with the chair. Don't do that. <laughs> Whatever that is. Whoever you're thinking, have that impulse. I don't care how much you feel like doing it. Don't do it. Um, so I don't know. I guess I would say look at what you feel like doing and fit it in where possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay within reason, but not whatever. Yeah. Not whatever you feel like doing. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Acting on your emotions is the mark of a truly free individual. Hmm. I feel like this is interesting. I feel like this is a a pendulum swinging too far with regards to how buttoned up, at least American society, can be about emotions. Like, Mm -hmm. we tend to be so much like, oh, only be rational, only be reasonable. Um, emotions are just for crazy people and women, um, <laughs> which for a lot of time was unfortunately seen as the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like this is like a pendulum swing against that. Like, no, nah, be in your emotions all the time. It's how you show that you're free from the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth of the matter is you're not. Um, that is not, that is just being, that's just having a different dictator. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's sort of my challenge to it is that the, um, you know, if you're acting on your emotions only, then you're just, you're a, a slave to your emotions. And that's, that's not what a free person is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, yeah, if we, this again, just brings up for me, this would be someone who's very much in their emotion mind. And if you're only in your emotion mind and you're really not ever in your reasonable mind or finding that middle place of wise mind, I mean, yeah, your life is going to be a mess. You're not going to be able to hold down a job. Like, there's going to be all these things that if you're just, you know, acting on your emotions all the time, you probably won't have many relationships long term because you're going to probably wind up hurting a lot of other people's feelings. Like, you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm just kind of like, ooh, it sounds a little bit like a nightmare. Yeah, um, act, act on your emotions wisely. Wisely. Within limits. Yep. Time and place, everyone. Yeah. Time and place. Yep. All right. This one says, my emotions are who I am. So I believe, I'm, I mentioned this in one of the previous episodes. I can't recall which one off the top of my mind, but this idea of... Um, you know, we have these different parts and like something in you feels a certain way. Something in you maybe feels afraid. Something in you maybe feels excited. Something in you, um, we are so much more than our emotions Mm -hmm. and they are not all of us. Um, So they are part of us, but they also shift and change all the time. Um, The way you felt this morning when you woke up may be very different than how you feel when you go to bed tonight. Yes, it, it's gotten sunny. It just that changes. helps me feel much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things shift all the time. So, um, I, I don't know. That's kind of my rambling challenge to that one. I think, like, for me, I would say, I, I think that, that comes back to people who conflate thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would be tempted to say their feelings are who they are if they realized feelings were what they are mm-hmm. and not the thoughts. Because so much of what we phrase is like, I feel like this, and I feel like this other thing, and I feel right. like that, right? And we, if we, if we mistakenly think that all of those thoughts are feelings, it's be tempting to say that our feelings make up all of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but those aren't feelings; those are thoughts. Yeah. So, um, the in the end, the the challenge comes down to almost exactly what Michelle said, which mm-hmm. is, my emotions are a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, 
my emotions are why people love me. Um, see my answer to above. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? My emotions are part of why someone loves me. Mm-hmm. Right? That, um, but also, again, I think that comes down to the thoughts versus feelings conflation again. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guarantee you that your raw happiness, your raw anger, your raw sadness with no actions and no thoughts behind them have very little to do with mm-hmm. why someone loves you. It, it's yeah. how those feelings get translated into thoughts and actions that impact how people mm-hmm. love you, not yep. the feelings themselves. Yeah, and I hope you have people in your life who love you and accept your emotions yes, when please. you have them, so. absolutely. And also, if your emotions are the reason why people love you, mm. like we were just saying a second ago, our emotions change all the time. So if someone, you know, they may love you when you're in one emotional state, but then when you're in another another emotional state, they might really struggle with you. So it's, um, you know, yeah, it's one of those things where it's important to have people in your life who accept your emotions and kind of will, I guess, love you no matter what you're feeling, but not have that be the reason why they love you in the first place. That they love you just for you, and then you get to feel whatever you want to feel because of that. All right, second to last one here. It says emotions can just happen for no reason. Um, Kate, I think you did a great job (laughs) addressing this when you've been talking about the neuroscience behind emotions that our, our chemicals in our body change when we have an emotion. So there is a reason, but also, I mean, there... Sometimes that reason can be very subtle and we don't know what it is exactly. Um, Sometimes that reason is really obvious. But there's something that triggered the cascade of chemicals in our bodies Mm -hmm. to have us feel something. And also that idea, too, that we've talked about in a past episode of we are always feeling something. Even if it's something much more mild, you know, calm, peaceful, whatever it is, we're always feeling something. So... I don't know. I guess I would say, like, everything has a cause, whether I can ferret it out immediately or not, Mm -hmm. might be my challenge to that. Yeah. Just, like, everything has a cause, even if I don't know what it is. Yeah. Just, my lack of ability to pinpoint it is not an indicator that it does not exist. Yep. Totally. I agree with that. Me for the last one. Emotions should always be trusted. Hmm. That's fascinating. Oh, man, I feel like I could go on a rant about that one. Well, first of all, should. Fuck off. Uh (laughs) Second of all, yes and no. They Mm. ought to be trusted for exactly and only what they are. Mm -hmm. Right? That doesn't mean that they are factual representations of reality. They are an emotion. Mm -hmm. And so you get to trust them to be that. Yep. To be a feeling. And to, I don't know. So that's I have a hard time making this one just flat false. I think it's just... It's only correct if you're working with very narrow definitions, mm-hmm. right? They're to be trusted to be feelings that are giving you information that you get to choose what you do yep. with. Yeah. I don't know. Does that count as a challenge? I think so. <laughs> I was going to say, um, instead of emotions should always be trusted, emotions should always be heard. Attended? Is what I would say. Yeah, attended to. Um, that kind of an idea of, yes, acknowledge Your emotions. Acknowledge them, see them, feel them. Does that mean you have to listen to them? Or act on them. Or act on them. Not necessarily. It's like we talk about toddlers fairly often lately. I feel like it's that sort of an idea of your three-year-old can be pitching the biggest tantrum in the world and you can be like, yep, I hear that you're really sad that it's time to go to bed. 
you still got to go to bed, you know? And it's kind of that way with our emotions. Yep. Yep. Our emotions can be telling us, you know, stay in bed, don't go to work today. And sometimes we got to be like, well, you know, I hear you. What can we do about this? I'm not necessarily going to do what you tell me to do. So, um, anyways, yeah. So let's. Let's each pick the one oh, that's okay. for us. Do you know what yours is yet? Uh, I need to look at the list again. We can't be this silent for this long. Yeah, I, I like know. I humming there's, the Jeopardy tune. There's plenty <laughs> to pick from. Um, I will go with emotional truth is what counts, not factual truth, because I do hang out more in my emotion mind. Okay. So I'll pick that one off the top of my head. There could probably be others that are challenging for me to challenge, I suppose you could say. But I will... Oh. Man, so are these the ones that are the hardest for us that we struggle with? The yeah, most? that we struggle with personally. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go with amusingly the uh, my emotions are who I am because mm. mm-hmm. I think I was given I've been exposed to that message a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I so I think I for a lot of years and still on occasion have struggled to separate myselfness from what I was feeling mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and for me with the. Which one? Fourteen? Mm, yeah, emotional truth is what counts, not factual truth. I, I mean, for me, it's one of those things where I think my emotional truth comes first. Mm, in a way. Like shows I up for you first. first. Yeah. yeah. That's what I notice first. That's what I pay attention to first. I I can't remember again which episode it was. <laughs> this is only going to get worse as we go on. It is. Um, but At there was, some point in the past. I think it was wise mind because I think I said this example of like a dog. Oh, right? I see a yes, cute puppy. That is like, totally your wise mind example. I just want I just want the puppy, you know, <laughs> and I'm not looking at the facts of the situation. I'm just like, ah, oh, I just want it. Like, how careful you are. You My emotion mind always... It's not always, but often when it runs away with me, is much less pleasant thing. Oh, my emotion mind gets very optimistic and very cheerful sometimes, uh, which is good. But yeah, sometimes it's hard for me to rein it in and to go, can you actually do this thing? Is this realistic? So it's harder for me to look at the factual truth. Yeah. Um in certain situations. So that's why I picked that one. It's being tough for me. Okay. But, you know, we mentioned it earlier in the episode. We're going to post this in the Facebook group and pick the one that's tough for you. Uh, read over it. And maybe you can, Maybe there was already one, as we were talking about it today, that stuck with you out of these 20 that you were able to hold on to and keep track of. And think of your own challenge to it. Think of how it applies to your life. You can, if you want to, do some thinking about why it's there <laughs> when like did that seed get planted for yeah, you where that did that's show a myth up who you gave believe. you that message yeah um just and things like that exactly just just be with it think a little bit more about it and come up with your own challenge to one of the myths or think about if there are other myths for you that we didn't name i want to do mine for the closing moment can i do mine yes i have an idea totally. around it so yeah if that works all right yeah and quick before <laughs> closing moment like we do every episode email us dbtmepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us if you have other myths. I'd be curious to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. What did your family or religion or culture or whatever, what did they tell you that you have to battle with? Yep, when it comes to emotions. Yeah, write us about that. Any questions, any scenarios you're wanting some help with in your life, we would absolutely love to hear from you. All right, so Kate's going to... Close us out with closing moment. Yeah, and I guess I'm a little bit more of a prelude to this closing mm-hmm. moment than usual. Um, what I'm kind of going to do is take the myth that I thought was the hardest one for me, that my emotions are who I am. And I'm kind of going to, this is funny because normally I'm instructing other people 
which this is, I mean, talking like it's not me, but it's sort of for me. So <laughs> of building a mantra, building a challenge and focusing on it and sort of a way to try and ground yourself in that challenge. Um, so you could take the same idea of what I'm doing with the closing moment today and do it for yourself, which with, with whichever, there we go, um, myth hit you the hardest. Mm-hmm. So this one's for everybody. Yeah, nice. Right. Let's do it. Okie dokie. So start with, just find a comfortable position. You could be sitting, standing, laying down, just whatever feels most comfortable to your body right now. And as always, begin by attending to your breath. You don't have to breathe any more slowly or deeply than you are naturally. It's just about paying attention. Focusing your awareness on your breath and letting it invite you into the moment. Letting it invite you into your body. So once you've settled in, into your breath, into your body, into the moment, take a moment to picture yourself. Maybe just as a hazy outline, maybe in detail, whatever works best for your mind. And as you're doing that, think of the myth, my emotions are who I am. Let that sit for a moment. See how it resonates with you. And as you're doing that, I want you to picture your image of yourself. Filling with a color, whatever color that for you feels well associated with the sentence, my emotions are who I am. Take a moment and just allow this image of yourself to fill with this color. And now I'd like you to fill the space around you in your mind's eye with a different color. One that for you represents the challenge to the myth. My emotions are just a part of who I am. So in your mind's eye now, you have your body full of the color of the myth. Sitting or standing somewhere surrounded by the color that for you represents the challenge. My emotions are just a part of who I am. Once you have that image fixed in your mind, I'd like you to focus again on your breathing. Because what you're going to do now is every time you inhale, you're going to think to yourself the challenge. My emotions are just a part of who I am. And you're going to imagine pulling into your body some of the color that's surrounding you. While simultaneously, every time you exhale, you're going to imagine exhaling the color of the myth. So with every inhale, you think, my emotions are just a part of who I am. While pulling in that color into your imagined being. And every exhale, You're going to let go a little bit further of the myth 
that your emotions are who you are. Slowly letting the colors change places. Each breath pulling the challenge deeper and deeper into your imagined body. Every exhale letting go of more and more of the myth. Just letting this transfer take place as you let go of the myth and ground yourself instead in the challenge, in the truth that the emotions are just a part of who you are. And keep this imagery up until the colors have completely changed places, until you are full to the brim of the challenge and have let go of every last drop of the myth and it is entirely outside of you. Once you've done that, I'd like you to picture the color of the myth dissipating, maybe blowing away, maybe simply fading away until it's entirely washed out of the picture in your mind's eye. And it's just you, full of the color of the challenge, sitting, breathing deeply, and knowing at your core that your emotions are just a part of who you are. And let yourself sit with that image for just a moment. And remember, you can do this with anything that you need to let go of and replace with something new. Now, slowly but surely, let go of that image in your mind and start coming back into your body. This can be done by rolling your wrists or ankles, maybe rolling your neck or head, maybe a couple of deep breaths. Whenever you feel ready, you can open your eyes. Thanks so much, everybody. All right. We'll be back next week. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.